take a moment to remember what were the first two clues, the first two secrets of Ivy? What were those first two? One is that it is negatively phototropic, meaning that when it is young, it grows away from the light. And why does it do that? It grows away from the light so that it can find a tree because trees make shade and it is a vine that needs to climb. The second secret of, of ivy is that the leaves are different on a juvenile plant, a young plant, versus a mature plant. So a mature plant has only one single point. And a juvenile plant, a young plant, has many lobes, meaning it has one, two, three, four, five, typically five points. Okay. After a couple of years of enjoying these two clues, I was fortunate enough to notice a third one that had remained hidden for many years, but which I now adore. Ivy climbs up trees, but it also clings to them. It does this by means of short, stiff roots. You'll know exactly the ones I'm referring to if you've ever struggled to pull ivy down from its host tree. In fact, if you look at a smooth tree trunk which has had ivy pulled down from it, you will notice that ivy leaves a mark where it once lived. Look closely at this mark and you will see that it resembles a millipede. A main body tracks where the ivy stem grew, and either side of this, lots of little lines like legs where the roots once clung to the tree. The fascinating thing about these roots is that they only know how to grow away from the light. The tree will always be dark relative to its surroundings, so this allows the roots to grow toward the tree itself. It is an ingenious and very effective system, but it's not perfect, and in its imperfections we can find a clue. If a tree is growing somewhere with sunlight reaching it, then these ivy roots will grow both toward the shade of the tree itself, but also more abundantly on the sides that received little or no light. On the north side of the tree, there's often lots of shade toward the north, and these roots get a bit confused and can be found growing out away from the tree on this side. You can also find these roots on the northern side of the ivy stems growing up the east and west sides of the tree certainly in greater numbers than on the southern side. To keep it simple, you just need to remember that these roots grow away from the light, and there tends to be more light coming from the south. The fourth and fifth clues from ivy are general ones. In old established woodlands, ivy is more common near the edges of the wood than near the center. In practical terms, what this means is that if you are trying to find your way out of a dense old wood and suddenly come across a lot of ivy, you're probably on track and the edge of the wood should not be far away. Ivy will be found slightly more commonly on the north facing slopes than south facing ones. The sixth and final navigation clue to look for is actually a technique that can be used on many plants, including trees. But I first noticed it on ivy and so I will give that plant the credit. The main purpose of leaves are to harvest light and to breathe for the plant. The orientation of a leaf is not important for exchanging gases, so we find that light is the dominant factor in the way leaves are aligned. Have a final look at the simple secondary leaves of a bushy ivy plant, and you may notice an interesting difference between the north and south side of the tree. On the southern side of the tree, 
the leaves can gather a lot of light by facing out, that is, with their points down toward the ground, as a lot of sunlight will come in from this direction. But on the northern side of the tree, there will be no direct light arriving horizontally, and nearly all of it will be coming from above. The result of this difference in light angles is that leaves on the southern side have tips that tend to point down toward the ground more commonly than leaves on the northern side, which has leaves with tips pointing a little closer to horizontal. This is a subtle effect, but it's worth looking for, and the more light reaching the tree and its ivy, the more pronounced this effect will be. Once you've spotted this a few times, you will know how to look for it in any plant with broad leaves. Sometimes it's too subtle to find, but occasionally it can be dramatic. Once you have studied the effects of phototropism in ivy, you are ready to search out a less common, but no less fascinating specimen. Prickly lettuce. Prickly lettuce is a wild plant and the closest wild relative to the lettuce that we regularly eat. It has a strong preference for lots of light and it has an interesting reaction to it. The leaves will align themselves north-south, earning it the nickname compass plant. In late summer, it can be found growing on waste ground, at the edges of paths and fields and by railway tracks. The final stage in coming to appreciate the intricacies of the relative relationship between plants and light will be found in the ivy-leaved toad flax. This is pretty, but easily overlooked wildflower can be recognized by its small lilac flowers with yolk yellow centers. It can be found in most parts of the U.S. and British Isles, growing from rocks and walls, with the flowers coming out from April to November. The wonderful thing about this plant is that it grows toward the light until it produces its seed, and then realizing that it needs to plant its seeds back in the rock or walls, it then grows away from the light. There is a wall near where I live that it likes, and I love returning to check on its light-loving, and then loathing progress through the year. Winter color. It's well worth keeping an eye out for dogwoods and hedgerows in the winter months. If you enjoy exploring gardens out of season, then Corneus sanguinea, to give it its formal name, or Midwinter fire, to give it its fun one, is sometimes planted by gardeners looking for something to add color during the shorter days. It is welcomed by most for the deep red color of its twigs in winter, but this red is not spread evenly, and it shows more strongly on the brighter southern side of the plant's twigs. It is one of my favorite daytime winter clues. It is more red where it gets more light. Escapees. Many of our walks will take us through land that is neither garden nor wilderness, but rather the hinterland between the two. And it is in these areas that we will find the garden escapees. There are many plants like snowdrops that have made a leap from tame garden flower to wildflower on the run. We can use these plants as one more clue that our walk is taking us close to civilization of some sort. Snowdrops will often lead all the way back to someone's garden or churchyard. One of my favorite local escapees in early summer is Honesty, whose purple flower welcomes me back to my village on my many return routes. So that was, this is an interesting one because it's a little bit difficult to actually determine. Doesn't really, the author doesn't spell out the secrets of ivy. It doesn't say the first clue, the second clue, the third clue, and the fourth clue. So we actually have to look there. 
So I'm actually looking back. And what I'm doing is I'm sitting here looking back as I'm actually picking up my highlighter. I'm getting my highlighter. You may hear my a little bit of, of flopping around as I walk to go get my highlighter. Now I have an erasable highlighter. I love to use my erasable highlighter because if I highlight the wrong thing, then I can um, erase it by, my, by mistake. Now, while I am ready, six clues of ivy. This is what we have made today in our main lesson book, ivy page. Actually, Tuesday after the story we will be doing. So, ivy holds six secrets. So, I'm highlighting that, six secrets. So, the first secret of ivy is this, is that it has, it is negatively phototropic, meaning it grows away from the light. The second secret of ivy is that it has first stage leaves with lobes and several points, and then when it is mature, it has only one, and it doesn't produce flowers in its first stage. So first clue, negative phototropism. Second clue, the leaves are different and it only produces its flowers in the third stage, in its second stage when it's an adult. Now the third clue of ivy is that it climbs up trees, but in fact it has short, stiff roots and those short, stiff roots, stiff roots are also negatively phototropic. You can actually notice and see which direction the sunlight usually hits the tree with the ivy on it by noticing how the roots grow. Now the fourth and fifth clues of ivy are general ones. Um, in old woodlands, ivy is more common near the edge of the woods than near the center. And ivy is more common on the edges of woods and it's more common on north facing slopes. So four, ivy is more common on the edge of the woods. Five, more common on north facing slopes. And the sixth and final clue, or secret of, of ivy, is, has to do with the leaves. So on the southern side of the tree, leaves gather more light by facing out with their points to the ground. Facing out with their points to the ground. So you can tell whether you're north or south if you see leaves facing with their points towards the ground, you know you're on the south side of the tree. Those are pretty cool tips about ivy. And our Tuesday main lesson page is going to be the six secrets of ivy. And we're gonna make it one page, not two.